0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today is our full-time Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, James Pearce. Hello James. Hello Ian, how are you? I am fine, and yourself? Very good, thank you. Excellent. Also with me is Joe Rimmer. you, Joe. Hi Ian. And we also have the most easterly member of the sports desk is Connor Dunn. Hi Connor.
0: Hello Ian. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are that you?
1: Is, I'm, I'm still fine. Good. Thank you very much for asking. You asked. James asked. Joe didn't. Sign off. Still the don't man. care. Now,
2: <laughs> James. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bothered either. No, no. <laughs> You're
1: just better faker than I am. Yeah. Well, that's the rumor anyway. Now, James, you were <laughs> down at Melwood earlier today. Uh, you spoke to Jurgen Klopp, you witnessed him talking ahead of the game against Bournemouth on Saturday and he had a bit of an update in terms of injuries, didn't he?
2: Yeah, mainly good news. I think, obviously, the, confirming what we knew yesterday, that Trent Alexander-Arnold, Jordan Henderson and Jeannie Wijnaldum all, all back in full training. So, you know, what was a pretty bleak picture at the start of the week when that team sheet dropped at the London Stadium. The, the situation has eased somewhat. Also good news on Joe Gomez, Klopp saying that, you know, because the surgery was a success uh, on Monday that he feels that four to six weeks is what they're looking at now in terms of getting Gomez back. So um, that's positive. Uh, still short, centre-back-wise, no no, Lovren, still no sign of him in terms of training. Klopp saying they're kind of hope targeting the Bayern Munich home game, which God, he really does need <laughs> just to be just as well. It, that Bayern be, yeah. Munich home yeah, yeah. game because if he's not then obviously with Gomez being out and Van Dyke suspended, you'd be looking suddenly at probably Fabinho playing centre off alongside Matted in that in that game, which would be far from ideal. Um but yeah, just you know, positive and also, you know, he was he was also quizzed about Alex oxlade Chamberlain. Of course this week he was named in Liverpool's Champions League squad for the knockout stages and uh Klopp just confirming that you know, he had no chance of playing in either leg against Bayern, but could potentially feature if Liverpool were to get to the quarters, maybe, he said. And certainly very hopeful that if they got to the semis, he'd, he'd be part of that matchday squad.
1: I mean, Klopp wouldn't be drawn the one Wijnaldum, Alexander-Arnold and Henderson being actually available, would he, on Saturdays? he just playing a little game there, or...?
2: Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. He never he never, never wants to give too much away, does he? And, you know, I think we've seen it. What, what if we have one? Before the Palace game, where he was insinuating that Trent could have been back for that one, and it was like four days after we knew he'd been ruled out for a month. So, um, no, I think he he's very much one of those managers who who thinks you know you don't you don't you know, he doesn't like to show his hand and 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 give it, Bournemouth any kind of indication about the the team that will play. I think common sense dictates that both genie and 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 jordan henderson you know they've only been out a short period of time only minor issues um so you know a couple of days full training for them uh, you you'd imagine there's no reason why as long as they don't have any you know, uh, you know setbacks that they should be available trent's probably more of a, a trickier one for him because if he's only got, got a couple of days full training under his belt is that enough for a player that has been out for what nearly a month is it so um but then he's got to balance that against the fact that then if Trent doesn't play on Saturday, then he won't have played, you know, for what five, or six weeks, weeks yeah. or whatever before before the Bayern Munich game. So um, that I think that's probably his kind of biggest decision going into Saturday. Joe, would
1: you uh, agree that Trent's perhaps been the biggest miss in terms of the fact that he's been out the longest? Also, it's in that position where there's been a a lot of words spoken about it. We'll come on to to Klein in a little bit. I suspect.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think not just because. There has been a couple of unnatural right backs in that spot since Trent's been injured, but also what you lose in midfield. Um, you know, you've lost Milner there, and you've lost Henderson there against against Leicester. So, yeah, I think he has been the biggest miss, um, and it'll be good to get him back. I actually think it's it's funny when you watch these games that it reminds you just how good a player Trent is when you when you see an unnatural right back like Milner, who who does very well considering that's not his position, but it reminds you just just the quality that Trent has and at such a young age to be that good um, is is sort of mind-boggling in a way, but yeah, it'd be really, really good to get him back and I think it'll really help the team be a bit more fluid in attack as well.
1: I Conor, then I'll ask you the question. Quite a lot of people uh, this week have said, I think it's Alan Shearer and Chris Sutton have said that Liverpool not, or Liverpool allowing Nathaniel Klein to go out on loan is basically, it could cost them the title, which given the fact he's only played one full game and made about three or four substitute appearances of about three or four minutes and the first time he played in the league wasn't until the United game in December is that a little bit
0: far-fetched of the over-egging it a little bit overstating it? I think you know pundits do have a tendency to do that a little bit um, I think you know letting Klein go on loan obviously is a mistake now you look at Trent and clearly you know he would have been a great cover and having that in your squad is a really good option and obviously not got that and they could have had it but as far as it goes the cost in the title I think that's just it's way out of actual reality because Liverpool have drawn two games and they've jumped on that. And it's actually, you know, there's no reason to panic at all. And I I just think, yeah, they're making something of, not nothing, but too much out of that situation.
1: James, something else came out of the press conference where uh, Jurgen Klopp basically, he said that Liverpool will be going abroad again. I think they said they're going off to Spain to a, a training camp after the Bournemouth game for a few days. Now, I know that the fans aren't particularly enthused by this because they read into the fact that a couple of times Liverpool have gone on these breaks and come back and <laughs> not been able to hit the rhythm. You look at the last month, the, the Leicester game. I think there the was one before that, was after, before the Champions League final. I, was, I suspect that's slightly different. But are you concerned? And can you see why Klopp's done it? Because, I mean, I, I, presumably you'd soon have not been going on this because it meant they'd be in the FA Cup.
2: Yeah, I, I certainly don't think there's any link between him taking them away previously and Liverpool not performing well or not winning. Is that fans just le- just return. reading into just about yeah, everything? Yeah, yeah. Like? I think... You know, what what was a much bigger issue in the build up to the last two games was nothing to do with Dubai as such in terms of whatever they you know, that, that wasn't really a training. It was only a four day trip over there, which was, you know, more about rest and relaxation than any it wasn't like he was putting them through grueling double session days or whatever. Um, it just so happened that a few of them were ill when they came back. You know, the others were injured. That was the preparation wasn't wasn't good for the Leicester game. But I don't think it would have been good, regardless of whether, wherever whether he'd taken them in the world or whether they just stayed at, at Melwood. It was just one of those things. And similar poor build up before the West Ham game with players pulling out. And him, you know, he said himself, didn't he? Had to make three very late alterations to the team. So no, I haven't got any concerns about him taking them away to Spain next week. Um, I think it can only help. I think you know. It's 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 very tiring, I think, mentally and physically. This this title race and just getting them away from that that bubble as well. And you know, Klopp said today, you know, one of the reasons is even just just not having to like drive to training there and back every day. Just them being together for for a longer period in the day. Um, and you know, they'll, they'll be and also they'll be back in good time before the the buying game. You know, they're not going to be there for the the full ten days in between or anything like that. So, no, nah, I. I I think people that worry about things like that need to find something else to worry about.
1: I'll <laughs> ask you then, Joe. I mean, r- rhythm is something that Klopp likes in his play. The rhythm is dancing. Well, it is. And it's particularly <laughs> serious if you remember the lyrics. Um, anyway, no, <laughs> it, it, he says that it's very important. But I think Liverpool, I've worked it out, they only play six Premier League games over the next seven weeks due to international breaks, not playing in the FA Cup. You know, and the fact that there's some dates where they, they were not playing anyway, there's not a lot of midweek games during that period apart from the European ones. So is that something that should be worried about? Because if you look at December, when they had a lot of games mm. one after the other, once they got one win, they got another one, they got another one. And the reason they're in the position where they are now is because they had that very good run.
3: I don't think, I think, I think Riven does make a difference, but I think it's more momentum, isn't it? And getting those wins. And I think, look, I think if they'd beaten Leicester, I think they would have gone to West Ham and won. But I think, the, the negativity sort of carried over, but um, I don't I think not having a midweek game helps, I, I really do. Uh, you know, you only have to look back to other title challenges and other years to, to see that Liverpool didn't have as many games, they got knocked out of domestic cup competitions quite early, and and it really helped them towards the end of the season. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe even if it doesn't look like it's helping so much now, later in the season, in April and May, uh, if Liverpool aren't playing in the FA Cup. Well, they won't be playing the FA Cup, but Liverpool are playing the FA Cup, and you'll you'll start seeing the difference. Um, but but it's hard to put your finger on. You know, as James said before, it you know the the couple of results that they've had recently, um, Klopp had to make like changes. There was a sort of a sickness that swept through. Melwood he said didn't he in his press conference? He said we washed our hands and and tried not to shake hands, but it it's still hugs. <laughs> still, no hugs. It's still no yeah, no it still, still found its way around, and and sometimes those things hit, don't they? And you know, I think. Did one or two of them play through illness on well, Monday? Well, Mil- yeah, early, early, did, yeah. early Van did, Dijk. yeah. Van Dyke. So you know the, these things, they can't really be helped, can they? So um, I think I think they'd be okay. I think the Spain trip is a good help. I think um, you know that it will help getting getting some of them back fit. And then um, not playing quite as many games. It, it can only be a bonus. Um, Liverpool don't have the, the squad city, do. So it can only help when you're not playing as many games.
1: Connor, do you feel as though all workplaces should basically take their uh, teams away for uh, two or three days at a time to to warm weather We're training? Like a shadow of
0: a doubt. Didn't yeah. you get taken away not very long ago, Ian? No. Uh, yes, yeah, I did, yeah, actually. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, that's <laughs> true. Who yeah, would you problem. room with, Connor? Who
3: would you be keen on room? James, got you just locked straight, James. Yeah.
0: Him, yeah, yeah. got <laughs> to yeah. yeah. We, uh, don't, we don't have the best fun. He <laughs> <laughs> stopped room with Doily. Nobody would want to go with me. No, well, we know. No,
1: yeah, but, yeah, but but we know why. Because these had the displeasure of that happening in Kiev and... Kept them up all night, unfortunately. Did they? Wand- yeah.
2: Wandering hands. <laughs> 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 I threw coins at like you during the night. Uh, uh, it's not my fault. A I was my was fault. Like, it was like trying to sleep in the same room as a fog hall, it? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it's
0: literally ridiculous. Like it was like an earthquake. It was, it was crazy. I did wake myself up, though, didn't I? And I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. 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 My shoe woke
2: you up at one point as well. <laughs> yeah. James,
3: <you're>, you've <laughs> never had any trouble sleeping anywhere from that.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Golden Blanket Award goes mm. to James Pierce for the... 40th year in a row, I suspect. <laughs> um, anyway, going back to the question, which I forgot what it was, but it was something to do with Liverpool going to Spain. You,
0: did this kind of be a good thing? Of course, yeah. I think James and Joe have explained that incredibly well. Um, you know, Joe basically mentioned there about Liverpool not playing as many games. I think City play three more games during February than Liverpool do. And, you know, they've got to go to Newport, which, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are watching against Middlesbrough, it looks pretty tricky. Um you know, they've got pitched C- Chelsea twice. And of course, Liverpool want to be playing in the FA Cup. Of course, they want to be playing in the League Cup final. But they don't have the squad and it will most definitely help. Yeah, James, Liverpool
1: will not be top of the league when they take on walk onto the pitch, even against Bournemouth at the weekend after City won 2-0 at Everton. I mean, did we kind of expect that result? And should <laughs> Liverpool be massively bothered about it? Because everyone seems to forget that they just came in hand, haven't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really understand. There seems to have been... This kind of dramatic shift in, you know, that's all that stuff from. Dramatic, get, yeah, dramatic get, shift you get, in fixtures. Yeah. You get, you get bombarded with email, you know, the bookie saying now, now City are odds on favourites again. And it's just, you know, they've played a game. You, you still wouldn't, you still wouldn't rather be in their position. I'd still rather be in Liverpool's position. You know, the, you know the, the, the Liverpool are in a, people are saying, oh, they're, they're wobbling, Klopp's losing it because he criticised Kevin Friend the other night or whatever. If Liverpool draw at home to Bournemouth, they're still in a better position than Man City in the title race now. Obviously, we don't want them to draw. It. We fully expect Liverpool to go bounce back and win on, on the weekend. But, um, no, it's just... you know, I think most Liverpool fans knew that City were highly likely to go to Everton and win. That wasn't a great surprise. I didn't think they did it with any great style. Or, you know, there, weren't They weren't, they weren't they massively they convincing, weren't, were, were they? They
1: weren't, they weren't particularly great. I mean, they got the job done, and, but it took injury time in both halves for them to score. Mm. And Everton set up to basically stopped them from playing which in the second half they did to a, to a certain extent in the first half City had a lot of the ball didn't really look the free-flowing and best and they almost had the full-choice team out as well full-strength team but you looked at their bench they had Danilo, Sterling De Bruyne, Jesus, Mares. they didn't even bring him on and you'd compare that to Liverpool's <laughs> bench uh, at, at West Ham and if there is going to be a difference between the squads over the coming weeks it could be that which is why Liverpool do need the best players back fit again
2: well, yeah, and, and not only that, not only do they need the best players back fit again, but they need those fringe players to step up and mm. deliver, and which which hasn't happened in the, in the last couple of games, and then that has been a, an issue. You know, you know, you think of people like Naby Keita, who you know, how much do Liverpool? You know, I, if I could pick one person to have a, a you know a, a critical contribution in the game on Saturday, it would be him, just because I think he's so short sure on confidence at mm. the moment. What that would do for him and what we would do for Liverpool's title challenge would be would be immense and you know you'd be putting people like you know Lelana if he's involved again maybe off the bench and you know Sturridge to come on or Origi. to come on. you they need players like that to to step up and start making big contributions, you know, when you rattle off them, what city's benches? Mm. It's not even comparable, is it? When you look at the, you know, what what they could do to teams compared to what Liverpool's subs at the moment are looking like. But you know, it, things will look better tomorrow anyway in terms of the depth, just because you know, having Henderson, when and potentially Trent back in there, you know, does give Liverpool, you know, uh, an added strength.
3: I think early in the season they were making a contribution, weren't they? Yeah, I think that maybe. Has been the difference in the first part of well the first the last couple of months. You look at storage; the goals completely dried up since I don't think he scored since the Chelsea so goal he, he? No. Yeah, so I mean he he weighed in with a few in, early in the season, and, and we sort of talked about a player who was revitalised and, and that, Riga got a couple of so got, 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 got a couple the winner the against winner, scored in the, in the um, cup game. Played well well against Burnley, didn't he? Away from home, uh, set one up, I think in that yeah. game. So you know, other players they've had. They've made contributions. Even Kater early in the season played played quite well in a couple of games. So it's about, I think, it, if Liverpool is to win the title, players like that will need to, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about Adam Lallana scoring a last-minute winner at somewhere because they, those sorts of players will need to make a big contribution.
1: I'll ask you this question and you know I'm going to ask you. What are you going to ask me? Are you worried about Navigator still? <laughs> well, we, we talk, speak about that
3: on, this on every podcast. We spoke about, yeah. about it on Monday and, and I actually thought, I actually thought he, he was much... I thought he had a bad first half at West Ham, a very bad first half, but I thought he was much improved in the second half. And, and a couple of his decisions, uh, I think there was late, late on when he, he made like a surge forward and then Forgot he pass. should have gone wide yeah. Yeah. and then sort of, you could see he was caught in two minds and, and, and tried to play through the middle and lost it. But he certainly never hid. And I think that, that counts for a lot. And he, he didn't hide. He wanted to get on the ball. He did want to try and drive forward. And um, like James says, I just think if something goes for him, if a goal goes in, if he if he creates something by going on one of these runs and and sort of laying it off for somebody, I think I think we'll see the rub because I think his confidence. He looks like a confidence player. He looks like the type of player who a goal will mean uh, mean the world to him. So you know, yeah, I'm with James. If if what, I want to see one player make a contribution on Saturday, um, it's him
1: given the fact that City have lost four Premier League games this season, Liverpool have only lost one, City have all these riches on the bench, Liverpool at present don't, the fact that Liverpool are on the same point as City with a game in hand, that should be something to celebrate, shouldn't it? As opposed to like some supporters, not all, some supporters who basically, the minute the final whistle went at Goodison on Wednesday, they were like, that's it, it's done.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, you're always going to get that reaction. I think it felt like a bigger deal than it was with City actually physically being number one in the table. Um, I think when people look at the Premier League table and look at Manchester City being on top, I don't think it matters how many games you've got. You just see City in one, Liverpool in two, don't you? But it's as Klopp said today, and it's as we did that story on that guy's tweet earlier in the week that, you know, Liverpool have only dropped X points in the last seven games City. haven't. so, like, you know, you, you have to you have to celebrate it and you have to, like, you know, take this perspective and you think how far Liverpool have come in closing that gap to Manchester City as well. I think everyone has slightly forgotten just how far behind City everybody was and how well Liverpool have done to, you know, yeah. not only close it but overtake it too.
3: I think you're more aware of your own team as a sport. Uh, your own team's failings on you and your, your own team's strengths yeah. and weaknesses and I think if you look at it you look at City's games going forward and you go oh they're not going to drop points but you you didn't you didn't look at Newcastle away and think City would lose there but they did and you know they've got some fixtures towards the end of the season Palace away I think they're away at Brighton they've got United Tottenham at home so they've got games which are tricky but I think you just it's natural to look at Liverpool and go oh well, Liverpool could slip up in the derby or they could slip up at Old Trafford but you know that I still think there'll be twists and turns could this past week of cost Liverpool, yeah, but it might not have either.
1: James, interesting to me is the fact that what people regard as Liverpool's four toughest games remaining this season, I think it's Chelsea at home, Tottenham at home, Everton away and United away, all to happen to be City's four toughest games, exactly the same, and they've had one now with Everton away. Is it going to come down to those four games, do you think? In terms of who does the best out of that? Because the City've got the, another one coming up on Sunday, because they've got Chelsea at home.
2: It's just difficult to say, isn't it? Because then you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't a month ago, you wouldn't have looked at where Liverpool have dropped their points and said, well, you know, those would be really dodgy games. And similarly with City, you know, you wouldn't have, you know, if you go back to mid-December, you can you'd, imagine the odds you'd have got on yeah. them losing those three games to what was it, Palace, Leicester and Newcastle. You know, that just, so I think it is too difficult to say. I mean, looking at Liverpool's games, the one that worries me definitely is Old Trafford. Yeah. J- just because... The fact that it's so early though, in terms of... It's this month, isn't it? Yeah.
1: So it's not. It, That's true. There's enough time to, and I think it's Everton. The, is it the following week? Everton it is, isn't it? Because they play Watford in midweek, then Everton. The so, fact yeah. that it's so early, there'll still be quite a lot of time to change things around. If you see what I mean, it's not like yeah, it's, gonna not gonna be, it's, yeah, it's not yeah, going to be decisive. It's not going to be decisive. Not
2: going to be decisive. But I just think of all the games Liverpool because I just think you know United. What the, what the way that United are, you know, it's it's roles reversed, isn't it? From from where you know Liverpool. You, you know, those those occasions where you had the chance to throw a spanner in the works yeah. and wreck and wreck their title dream and now, you know, the, the shoe's on the other foot and, you know, you you know full well, you know, what the atmosphere would be like that day, just how much United United's players are... are up for. I, I think if Liverpool win at Old Trafford, then I think that 100% they win the league. Well, that's the been, the ha- that is a we'll massive
1: shout from James Pearce there. So if they win at Old Trafford, it, which uh, is... Yeah. We'll lead leave the them, with, lead them with another nine games... When yeah, you think well, about, ten games. Sorry,
3: if they win at Old Trafford, then surely you, you look at Goodison and think we can go there. And yeah. mm.
1: it would give surely those players a, but, the confidence to go anywhere. They, then. they would have the confidence to go to Goodison and to Old Trafford to win anyway. Uh, uh, I think yeah, it's, I know, it's, it's it's I a matter of actually. Not, no, but I think it's what yeah. it
2: then gives you for those games. I just I, to me that's such an important game. Mm. I know, I know, it's still quite a long way out, but
1: yeah, I think well, it's only the next league game after this one.
2: I know you mean in terms of a long way in terms of the running in terms of running. Yeah, could happen between. But I just. To to me, that game is absolutely immense. Just because I think how much that would—it's it's not only what you know. I think United will—they'll be so bang up for that. And if Liverpool could go there and, and win, I just think that that will do mm. it. Is that the
1: game for you as well, Joe?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think a close title race like this—the big big results like that—can give you confidence to go on, and, and they can be the sort of anchors in what is a massive season and. and you look at United and they are in such good form that if if they're still in anything like that sort of form when Liverpool go there, if Liverpool win, then yeah, I think they'll they'll sweep past Watford and then they can they'll they'll believe that they can go to Goodison and get something and I th- I, just similarly the way they drew with Leicester and I think that spilled into the next game. I think I think results like that can do something for you. So yeah, I, I agree with James.
1: Are you in agreement with uh two friends because I certainly am not I think <laughs> Lanfield, like, <laughs> I, I think, think I think the one game that will determine not determine it but will tell me whether or not Liverpool can actually win the league is Chelsea at home Chelsea at home because Chelsea have a very good record at, at Anfield they've already won there this season well, and,
2: yeah, but that doesn't count for anything that was two shadow no, teams no it
1: doesn't but they do have a very good record and of course it was them in 2014 that, that, that ruined it oh, for everybody it's, basically.
2: it's very different
3: though isn't it uh, uh, they're a very different team and, and perhaps club than the one that really things they got, they things got wallet by Bournemouth recently yeah I, I think well, just, we'll, if you we'll hang on Tottenham's a game that you know Kane we'll th- always scores against Liverpool yeah. they, they always make life tricky for, for Liverpool and I think Tottenham's game I think like the United the game's too far game.
1: out for them to think ah oh, if we lose this we've lost the league I think it's way too far out I think it comes
0: perfectly because I'm thinking of Bayern Munich they've got yeah. PSG haven't they yeah yeah um and I think as well, the confidence you'll take, even just playing in the Champions League, taking a little step away from the Premier League, going into the Bayern game, even if you don't get the totally desired result against Bayern, what will happen at Anfield on that night will give you such a boost going into the weekend. So I think those two games are going to be like obviously pivotal. I think the Bayern Munich game might even have more of an effect on the Liverpool players and the Liverpool crowd than the Man United game will.
1: That's an interesting way of looking at it, James. Do you feel that Liverpool will benefit from taking a break from from the, the Premier League because I know we had the FA Cup game, but let's be honest, it wasn't the proper Liverpool team, was it? And, and Joe was quite happy to see that. <laughs> <laughs> did, yeah, did you yeah, not I enjoy? The, did you not enjoy the magic of the FA Cup when Newport beat Middlesbrough?
3: Honestly, I didn't even know that the two sides were playing. <laughs> but I don't, don't know, don't care. I, I haven't watched a single FA Cup. Did you Cup not watch West Brom,
2: Brighton. On, no, on I didn't watch
3: that big BBC one. I don't even know who, who won that one. Brighton will three, one know, after extra time. Was it that, did that game actually happen?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was on. Yeah. It was, it was on, on BBC. Was it BBC yeah, yeah. One? was at the Everton game, wasn't it? The event game wasn't on telly, and yeah. that game was. Exactly. Not, yeah.
2: Anyway, James, going back to the question. Yeah, yeah, yes, I do actually. I think, it, I think, it, I think it actually, I think it'll do Liverpool good. It, it, as bizarre as it sounds to say that there's less pressure, but I think there is. Le- there's less pressure playing against Bayern Munich than there is playing a, a normal Premier League game at the moment because of what's at stake and. And I just think, even you know, we talk about the atmosphere at Anfield being edgy and, and nervy and stuff. It'll be completely, it'll be so different for yeah. the visit of Bayern because, you know, it, you know it's, and, and you know, obviously, there's this great affinity with the competition, um, but but also it's almost like it's not it's not secondary this season, but it's not the Premier Everything's League. Everything's not resting on it, no, is it? it no. yeah, yeah, and you know. So I think I think I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if that brings out the best in Liverpool, those games against Bayern, just because I just think it will actually be a bit of a release from 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 the the kind of day-to-day at the moment. That's
0: what I was going to say. So like Liverpool, as fans, as a club, have such a different relationship with the Champions League than they do with the Premier League, don't they? It's obviously clear to everyone. Yeah, I just think it's going to make a total difference.
1: I mean, that was the point I was trying to make before with Liverpool playing so few games over the next seven weeks in the Premier League that every result will be like, say they don't win against Bournemouth, there's going to be 10 days of analysis of that game
3: that's true but then I think it'd be the same even if they played three times in the next week I,
1: I think but they have a diff- they'd have more of a chance to change they, yeah, things they, by playing they, they the would, games they would
3: so I, I, I get that point but I still think every league game now brings with it a lot of pressure because because Liverpool fans have waited so long to win a league so any a draw at home to someone feels like a defeat doesn't it but is it? It, it
1: too early for that is it, yeah, probably, it probably it probably is but, I've never but, put but, 13 games left they've got yeah, haven't I they so that's nice. basically a third of a season to go
2: it's, yeah, it's it doesn't make you think rationally does it No, it doesn't make you
1: think rationally to sit next to
2: yeah. these games
1: <laughs> and Liverpool have
3: been here so many times before haven't they in the last, in the, in, in the last 20 years that
1: have they they have well, been here the, loads of times have they I think the
3: the ones the near misses they've had have been
0: painful,
1: pretty painful Well the near misses have all come from when, certainly the one in 2014, and they've always been chasing. They've always been chasing yeah, from a long way true. out. And they've always been on the, ver- the the brink of it. But this is different. This one is, they're right, right in the thick of it. They're the ones that hopefully at, at the end of tomorrow will still be leading the way going into the final third.
3: But like James says, all of your, all of everything, all your words there still don't make you think rationally. If you're a well, fan at do. the match <laughs> and a goal goes in against Liverpool, People are bound to, to feel negative. They're bound to feel down. But they and they're won't, bound to think, oh, here we but go they won't again. they will do anyway,
1: any game. They just need to. Do you, do you, I know we've done I this it's quite. High a few. End, I know, isn't I know, it? I know, I know mm-hmm. we've done this. But that, and that's what I'm saying about the fact that they're not playing as many games in the Premier League. And the point that Conor makes is the fact that when they go out in the Champions League, there's that kind of relief like, oh, if we can see this early goal. Oh, it's an away goal. But we've got another game next week and we've got the rest mm-hmm. of this game. And, oh, well, if we get knocked out, it's not great. But see what I mean? That's why what you're trying to say that that's how people <laughs> should think. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree they, with Connor with what you said. I a very agree good with point. Connor,
3: it's a very good point. And I think, yeah, that the, the Champions League comes around. But I also think the Champions League comes around. And now, when you go into a Champions League games, most fans have seen A, Liverpool win a European Cup, and B, Liverpool win some massive, massive games on Champions League nights. Mm. So it's that belief you go into a Champions League game, don't you thinking Liverpool can beat anyone? And a European yeah, night, Yeah, yeah so like
0: Firmino scoring last minute against PSG. Things like yeah. that just make you believe you can beat any team in Europe, don't you? Yeah. Like every time you go exactly. into a game.
3: Whereas a large section of Liverpool's fan base have never seen Liverpool win the league. So don't have that belief that they can do it. And, and I think that's the difference is that, you know, as soon as there's a bad result, people become negative because yeah. they so here, just think, here we go again, yeah. you know, they, they'll miss out, they'll miss out, they'll, they'll drop points when it matters. and And that's why almost but they need that 10 point lead so everyone can relax because then then everyone will believe that they'll do it
0: the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo the blood red podcast from the liverpool
2: echo
1: but having a 10 point lead they just fret every time there'd be a single point dropped and they'd be thinking oh no we've started this that and it'd yeah. be a very long decline it's, it's, better, you than see that, it's, it's better than not having a 10 point lead and fretting it'd be terrible to have a 10 point lead <laughs> yeah, it'd be, larry, it'd be
3: awful to get that.
2: Yeah. well
1: look what happened last year with City when they had the massive lead they could have won it against United oh, got no,
2: beat but, and the fans were crying yeah, it was yeah, like well, what yeah, are you doing they only won it by 19 points yeah
1: poor things uh, something that came out today, James, is the accounts released, Liverpool's accounts, and they've made a record £57 trillion pound profit or something like that. What, what actually is the number? Uh,
2: pre-tax profit
1: yeah. of £125 million. And let's pounds. put that into context. How big a profit is that in relation to every other football club in the history ever? Uh,
2: I haven't got <laughs> all of the data there for every club <laughs> ever. Um, but put into some kind of t- context, it's... Um, <coughs> It's 100, 125 million pre tax, which, which equals out 106 million pounds after tax for the 12 months to the end of May 2018. The figure was only 39 million pounds 12 months earlier. The, it shatters the previous best, which was 60 million before tax profit. Are you reading this? Which was. <laughs> how dare
1: you! Uh, which was announced three. Shattered. Which was so, announced the three. These, years. <laughs> know <laughs> the, um, so, yeah, it's you
2: know, not far off double the previous best ever profit I mean there have been they, claims
1: that it's the biggest profit announced ever by any club that's, that's not
2: true oh is it no. ah, so who's been claiming Dave, that Dave Prent- David Prentice of this Paris told me that is not true the United I think did have a higher one at one point that's interesting because um,
1: someone did say a world record so I don't,
3: well,
2: don't what world record it was I think
3: didn't it come from a report earlier this month that they were going to announce a world record
2: yeah I mean it's they're, I mean they are incredibly healthy figures I mean the, the profit I wouldn't get too caught up in just because from going down to see Andy Hughes, Liverpool's chief operating officer, this week, he was he was saying that um, a lot of it is to do with the way that the accounting works, and it's far too complicated for someone to, to have like me to fully appreciate. But he said that when you when you sell a player, the the, the full amount of profit or loss on that player goes on the balance sheet straight away, mm. and then when you reinvest that money um that money is is spread out over the course of that player's contract so if you could say you get 100 million off Barcelona in in one go for Coutinho and then you spend I don't know say 40 odd million on Salah or whatever then or you know or or Alisson whoever um and you give him a a five-year contract that's 40 million but that only goes down as 8 million in that year so um and also, this was obviously the year when Liverpool got to the Champions League final in Kiev. Absolutely massive increase in media revenues, up £66 million to £220 million. Um, so, yeah, it's I think because obviously people have lo- jump on that £125 million pre-tax profit and maybe think, well, you know, does that mean there's £125 million quid sitting in a, in a vault in Chapel Street that, that is waiting to be spent? Well... The 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 message was that, that no that money has actually already been reinvested into the squad, which which obviously and, and, the, the and figures not included in this period as summer eighteen deals for Alison Cater, Fabino yeah. Shakiri.
3: Hang on, so what you're saying is that John Henry hasn't spent all that money on yachts and cigars?
2: But that that is what I'm hearing. Yeah, because
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of the, the responses but that to that does our, make you
2: an apologist. By yeah, 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 no, FSG the
3: Facebook FSG and, yeah, and <laughs> Twitter posts. Are,
1: why don't they spend some money? They're just broken. They're World record. after world, world the work critics record. Yeah, players. The critics would say, "Look, they've made all that profit. That's the only reason they were here for—to make money." Yeah, you know, well, it's like, well, what a surprise! Yeah, a business yeah, a surprise. person <laughs> wanting to make money. And how do you make money in football by yes. being successful? It's yeah. not exactly I mean, did, rocket science, is it? Yeah. they'd be I
3: better did, off like announcing a loss. Yeah, In some ways, they yeah.
1: would,
2: because because for them. No, then the fans the, would go, "You rubbish! Get yeah, out! You yeah, can't even make a profit." Yeah, it's I mean, the main thing is that like the increase is absolutely. Huge across the board and just shows how, you know, when you get it right off the pitch, you know, then, you know, it helps then drive it on the pitch, then it becomes this you know, this this circle of obviously Liverpool being successful and then mass massive knock on effects for the commercial mm. side of things. I mean commercial was up seventeen million quid over the course of the year. They had the highest selling kit they've ever had. I think they signed eight new commercial partnerships. I think um, if you I just should...
0: like look at Liverpool and the stuff they announce a bit more regularly now, they seem to be way better at hitting oh. like commercial yeah. advertisements than like I've ever seen. Even that Intel thing, the 360 cameras. only like four or five clubs in that, Liverpool, one of them, one of the first people to have the side shirt yeah. sponsors mm. just seem like bang on it now and it's obviously really good because where all these numbers come from
1: Well it helps that they're actually winning which of course we've said, and that, that it's, the, it's the whole club as a whole isn't it, on the pitch, off the pitch, which is why at this, this time it's no coincidence that they've got the new main stand has been built they're, they're changing things around at the academy they're going to be moving up mm-hmm. there, the first team up to there and they're, they're building that at the moment
3: Yep, yeah, they've made so much so much progress on and off the pitch haven't they and and if you think about it it was really eight years isn't that long a time and, and it was only eight years ago that the club was on the, the verge of
1: been going, bankrupt.
3: going yeah. bankrupt and and you know it it's crazy to think that and it's a great I know that for the first sort of five years or so there was quite a few teething problems whether it was player recruitment or different managers they went through but in the last four years or so it's just been up and up and up and up and whether they win the title or not this season they've made Plenty more progress on the pitch, plenty more progress off the pitch that I'm sure they'll announce a club record kit deal at some point in the near future, aren't they, James? So, I mean, it, it, it's just all positive. And yeah, I mean, all right, the, 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 the profit thing is probably skewed by the, the player deals, yeah. but, but that only means the club's going in the right direction. The more profits they make, the, the better they're better
1: they are off aren't they let's look at Bournemouth then just to to conclude this podcast James what are we expecting from Bournemouth I think they've lost the last eight away games in, in all competitions you know they beat Chelsea 4-0 at home uh, when Liverpool went there I think it was you and Connor wasn't it that went um, Liverpool, won four, Liverpool won 4-0 but Callum Wilson wasn't playing was he he was, no. he was out Is he, he's, he's available now isn't yeah, he but, but they do have yeah they do have a lot of he his he hasn't loses, scored as many Brooks.
3: goals such word, recently has he um, Callum Wilson. No, I don't I don't think say that. Yeah, the good first half of the season, but hasn't but ready.
1: Bournemouth as a team, they've just they've kind of struggled a little bit in the the last you know two or two or three months. What are we expecting from them? Dominic
2: Solanke up front, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um But no Klein. He can't play. Klein can't play. Um What are we expecting from them? I mean, Liverpool, Touchwood haven't had problems, have they? Well I think mean, one that's in, is it they won the last three, scoring eleven without. There was a two-all draw,
1: wasn't there? In was uh, 16
2: 17, yeah. yeah, Um They got an equalizer, didn't they? But yeah. Um, I don't know, it just, it feels to me like this is a good game for Liverpool in terms of, I don't think, you know, I would almost, I, I quite like the fact that Bournemouth will actually come and play and I think that's why Liverpool have, have, have had a lot of decent results against them, the fact that they don't, they're not one of those teams who will, will try and boot you up in the air and, and just play with 10-11 behind the ball and, and just play for set pieces. I think... You know, they're just quite a nice team to play against, I think, and you know their away record is absolutely terrible. They're, you know, it's it's at home that they've uh, they've had their best results. Dangerous opponents, but yeah, I, I just I just think this has come at a good time for Liverpool. This one. Joe, is Eddie Howe your favourite David Squires illustration?
3: It's, I was literally just thinking of that. Yeah. I love his massive head and his little face. Makes, makes me laugh every single time. That, um, but yeah, I mean they're quite a likable club, aren't they, Bournemouth? In I mean, the fact, the likable suggests
1: yeah. that they're inoffensive. They'll yeah. get a good result every now and again against somebody, but when the when the chips are down, you're the knock. Yeah, and,
3: and they are the the sort of after this couple of draws that. I think if you you could write down five teams that you want Liverpool to play they'd be one of them wouldn't they at home um, the way they play they do come try and play a bit of football so um, yeah I think it bodes well for Liverpool uh, apparently Klein has made a great start to life there so him not being available is, is a plus and and David Brooks not being available is also a pros, plus after he celebrated a goal and injured himself <laughs> did, he? did yeah, he? yeah
0: he yeah. celebrated so his goal against Chelsea and he's out for three weeks
3: he, he so jumped that, up in the air that and pulled something. Yeah, so. something Ryan
0: Fraser's yeah. available though isn't he he's been yeah, so, yeah. a bit of a, a thorn yeah
1: but 4-0 <laughs> we haven't got to that point yet <laughs> uh, alright then we'll pick the team then James what we what we saying this is going to be interesting this now are Alice we, are are we saying Alison and Goal yeah that's not that interesting <laughs> Clearly,
3: means business he's put glasses on here
2: yeah, tell us the story Pizzes. of the glasses what's that what's the story of the glasses oh these are my old new glasses and, wh- and I, why is this uh, I just broke the other ones yesterday it's been uh, a bad week how, d- how did you break them <laughs> it's not very exciting I think I just dropped them and then I tried to then they look a bit bent and then trying to fix them I'd snap them <laughs> I do the story was going to be much Yes, I thought, I thought it was. I was thought, thought you were going to sat on no, them or something no, like that. No, nothing, nothing that exciting.
1: Not quite as exciting as the story of your phone.
2: What happened with my phone?
1: Well, when you when you lost it and threw it and all that kind of stuff, your poor phone.
2: I left that, all, it in a London taxi. Yeah. That was the power of Twitter that got that mm-hmm.
1: back. At least you weren't drunk or accused of being drunk. That's all no, I can no, say. No, no, definitely. That, not. that would never happen to any of us. Uh, so we're saying Alison and Gold?
3: Yeah, I think he might
1: <laughs> start. Yeah. <laughs> left back Robertson. Yes. Are we going to go with Alexander Arnold on the basis that he hasn't played I and would you want am. to put him in cold against Bayern Munich? I want him to play. I want him to play. I think he's playing. Matip and Van Dijk. Yep. Mhm. Now here's where it gets interesting. 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3? See, are you asking us what you think it will be or are you asking us what I'm <laughs> asking you what you think it will be.
3: I I think it will be 4-2-3-1. Um and I I would play 4 3
0: <clears throat> I think it'll be 4-3-3, and I would play 4-3-3. Do you I
2: don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: what the insight you get from know, our full-time yeah. and <laughs> full-time
2: report about home. I think, home think, he, just wants I think yeah. he just wants to go. So yeah. who's, gonna, yeah. who's playing him? Yeah. Mid- Do you know what? I honestly don't know which way he'll go. I think, because I don't think Shaqiri... All right, Firmino. Shaquille, Shaquille Firmino, Firmino, me a bit, okay,
1: Firmino Salah and Mane are yeah. all playing, correct? Yeah, correct. So that means three other players. Fabinho will be one right, of them. Hundred percent. Right. So that with Wijnaldum will be one if he's fit. Yeah. You yeah. yeah, play Henderson. You, so play, Henderson. you yeah. play Henderson.
3: I play I play forty three one and I play Fabinho and Wijnaldum.
1: I um, going to you be have in behind? Um, or on the I was
3: I was tempted and I know that you're going to say that you would play Naby Keita, and yeah. I'm tempted to just play him through
0: he was good in the away y- leg against Bournemouth he, he played really well
3: uh, he, he's you know he's the sort of player that perhaps you could play him through this and, and get him into form but no I wouldn't play him I'd play Shaqiri
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we have reached no consensus there over that particular team I'll um, finish then with the score predictions I'll start with you Joe because you're smiling 3-0
3: um,
1: Liverpool. Two, Liverpool. Thank you. Uh, Connor, you're going to say 4-0 Liverpool. Yeah, I 3-1 t-
2: yeah. Liverpool. I'm going to go
1: 3-1 f- Liverpool as well. Yeah. Bournemouth are decent, but as Joe and Joe said, they're quite nice to play against. Goals, hope, goals. Hopefully they will be indeed, yeah. yes. And lots of James Pierce tweets with lots of exclamation marks and capital letters. And, and nothing happens after a corner. Yeah, that, there'll be a lot of that.
3: I much prefer James' exclamation mark tweets to your gal. Because you just try and get first, and you know, just put goal. one yeah. nil, just yeah. to try and get first. You and you and Neil Jones with your competition to be first, much better. It's just big well of course the, the well, big, yeah. big goal yeah all these estimation marks like that
1: Liverpool's most okay. famous goal this season probably the Origi one I couldn't do 1-0 because the minute it went in James was strangling me like I was gonna say
2: well. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't Good do on. anything so. waiting a long time to yes.
0: do that <laughs> it's a shame you didn't finish the job <laughs>
2: <laughs> and on that bombshell you
0: you <laughs> thank you for listening we'll be back after the Bournemouth game on Monday where we hopefully be dissecting a wonderful win for Liverpool and we'll be live next week as well we are, so, live.
1: we are live Next Wednesday, aren't we? Next Wednesday. Where James will be there. Who else is there? Paul, Paul Machen, Machen and... and Jamie Webster. And yeah. who won't be there? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? It'd be, I will not be there. I won't be there. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I'm, well, I'm at the Youth well, Cup game. I'm on a date. You're, you're on a date. <laughs> very nice, well, very this, nice. the next pod's going to be interesting. So, yeah. Cheerio. <laughs> Goodbye.
0: You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.